Do you want to set your child up for success? Is tutoring out of your budget, or perhaps you're someone like me who just wants to save money on private tutoring? Is this a big school year for your child? You know, maybe they're starting kindergarten or middle school. Maybe there's another milestone coming up. Or maybe your family moved. Oh my gosh, I moved so much when I was growing up. And the kids are starting a new school. Or maybe your child is ahead and just not getting challenged enough in class. Well, IXL Learning is here to help. IXL Learning is a fun online learning program for kids covering math, language, arts, science, and social studies. It's powered by advanced algorithms. IXL gives the right help to each kid, no matter the age or the personality. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. That's right. It is school approved. So make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And how to be fine listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com slash fine. Visit IXL.com slash fine to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Again, that's IXL.com slash fine. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. The following podcast contains barnyard language and some adult content. So maybe listen on headphones if you're at work or around small children. Now, here's the show. Hey, Kristen. Yeah, Jalenta. You know that I... Love me a book about tidying up. Oh, yes, you do. You love to fold your socks into mm. pinwheels. You love to color code stuff. You, know you love it. to tidy. You are a woman who loves to tidy. I just want a bare counter. <laughs> but you know what you love? You love books about getting ready for death. You know, death, it's just part of life. And sometimes knowing what we want with death means we can better embrace what we have in life, right? Right. Very, very true. And what would you say if I told you that there's a book that combines our two favorite things into one self-help bestseller? Well, I would say we got to live by that book. Uh, Yeah, we do, because I'm Jalanta Greenberg. And I'm Kristen Meinzer. And this is By the Book. In each episode of Buy the Book, we choose a different self-help book to live by, follow it to the letter, and weigh in on whether or not it actually changed our lives. For this, our seventh season, we're exploring the themes of hearth and home. And we're starting with a book that lots of you have requested we check out, The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning by Margareta Magnusson. Margareta Magnusson was born in Sweden on New Year's Eve, between 80 and 100 years ago, according to herself. Her father was a doctor, her mother an organized stay-at-home mom. After attending the Beckman's College of Design in Stockholm, she worked as a fashion and advertisement designer. Not long after, she married, had five children, and began working as an artist. Throughout her life, Magnuson has moved 17 times within Sweden and abroad. 
Those experiences taught her the importance of deciding what to keep and what to throw away, whether moving houses, moving countries, or moving to the great beyond. Her wisdom was further honed while managing the death cleaning for her husband, her mother, and other family members. In 2017, she wrote The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning, How to Free Yourself and Your Family from a Lifetime of Clutter, which went on to be an international bestseller and win the Audio Award for Best Business-slash-Personal Development Audiobook. Death cleaning, or as it's called in Swedish, dostanding, combines the words do, which is death, and standing, which is cleaning. It refers to removing unnecessary things and making your home orderly when you think the time is coming closer for you to leave the planet. The goal is to make your loved one's memories of you affectionate rather than upsetting by lightening the load of what they have to evaluate or take care of when you're gone. At the same time, it makes the time you have left more pleasant. Because rather than being burdened with items you've lost track of, it helps streamline your possessions to those that make your life happiest and most comfortable. And note, death cleaning is not at its heart sad. Doing it gives you the opportunity to revisit old memories and determine what you truly want to live with each day. And it can be the first step in helping you and your loved ones move past the fear and denial of death. Here's how you do it. Step one, be mindful of timing. Don't wait until someone you love dies and you have to death clean for them while you're in shock and mourning. Talk with your older loved ones now. When it comes to helping them downsize, start with items that impede safety, like rugs, stacks of books, and other things that can cause tripping accidents. And if you're 65, or maybe even younger, talk to your friends and family now about what you might want to get rid of and pass along. Step two, ask for advice and enlist help. Ask three people to come over. Have a list of questions to ask them. For example, which charity is best to donate to? This painting has no real value, but it's pretty. Will anyone want it? Get an appraiser to assess items you think may be of value. If you're downsizing to a smaller place and can afford movers, get them. And when the time comes to do a death cleaning for someone you love, hire an auctioneer who can sell items to people who want them. Step three, start with storage areas. Begin with the basement, attic, front closets, and other places that you store and often forget your abundance. Invite others over and let them take things off your hands. And while you're at it, share stories of the items you're passing on. Start making a regular habit of giving away your things while you're alive. Step four, categorize, sort, and dispose. Break your home down into categories like clothes, books, and kitchen supplies. Then begin sorting each category, starting with the easiest, which is usually clothes for most people, and working your way onto harder categories like collections, gifts you never asked for, photos, and letters. When sorting a category, make two piles, one to keep and one to give away. Step five, destroy and preserve. Shred what's no longer important and destroy items that tell secrets about you that you don't want others to discover. Also, assemble a little black book or some other item in a secure place that holds all your computer passwords so that your family can easily find them when the time comes. Step six, the things you just can't part with. There are things you'll want to display, things you'll want to cherish, and then there will be things you just can't part with that no one in your family will ever want to inherit. That's fine. Put those items in a box and attach a note to it, letting your family members know they can throw it away when you die. Until then, feel secure knowing this box exists and look through it from time to time if you like. Step seven, keep an organized home for those who eventually have to go through it. Most people clean their homes every week or every fortnight. 
Going forward, incorporate cleaning into your day-to-day life. Use hooks and baskets, especially by the front door and the bottom and top of the stairs if you have them. Enlist color-coded cubbies for children. Keep real items filed as neatly as you would your computer files. Step 8. Take care of yourself. Regularly assess what you have and don't use. Enjoy memories, but don't get stuck in them. Reuse and recycle all you can. And between cleaning, take care of your health and enjoy yourself as much as possible. Enjoy your hobbies. And cherish the people in your life who are alive and the fact that you get to spend time with them. That's what the book says. And so that's what we did for two weeks straight. So, Jolenta, tell us about your first week of living by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. Well, Kristen, I will gently tell you about it because this book could not have come at a better time in my life. There is a very big clutter problem happening in the house. Since my partner Brad and I are both working from home, we are sharing office space. We're taking turns working at our kitchen table and at the office desk. And basically, it means just lots of our work supplies are being shuffled around and left everywhere. And our life sounds a lot like this. I'll work, I'll work under the table. I'll work wherever you want me to. I'm sorry I left a giant fucking mess everywhere. Feel free to get that box of garbage out of here. It's a really Your unsightly. Box of garbage. It's from my birthday, so you owe me because I'm a birthday queen. Okay, now it's in the spot where you're I have to go to work. <laughs> uh, Jolenta, I think a lot of us know that argument right now. A lot of us. So, mm-hmm. how did you start tackling things? Well, Kristen, I think a lot of my mess had to do with lack of storage. So, I thought I'd start with step three. Step three is all about storage. Yes. Right. And so technically, the book tells us that this step is about tackling storage areas that are out of sight and out of mind, you know, like your basement or that closet you never go into. But like a lot of New Yorkers, I have no storage area where things get lost. I know every inch of it because there is not much of it. So what? You don't have a spare three car garage somewhere? No, just full of crap? sadly, no. <laughs> Nor do I have like a cute dilapidated barn where I can leave stuff. Like, although I wish I did. So I figured instead of tackling storage spaces I have and forget about, I, I needed to make some storage spaces. So I went from room to room and just made little piles of all the lost things that needed homes. And what kind of things were those? Just so many work-related things. Lots of pens and pencils and notebooks and so many chargers for all the things. Um, Recording gears. And I shit you not, Kristen, many crystals. Okay, first of all, I'm not surprised you have lots of extra crystals. (laughs) But second... I'm surprised they'd just be laying around. Mm. Like, doesn't that diminish their power just to have crystals, like, under the couch and stuff? No, it can't be good for them. You're supposed to, like, charge them (laughs) in the moonlight, not forget about them under a couch somewhere. I'm sure they're mad at me and, like, sending me bad vibes. But luckily, I thought of someone who I love very much who could maybe use a few of my extra crystals and could treat them with, with the proper respect that they deserve. Please say that person is not me. No, of course not. Otherwise, (laughs) you'd already have the fucking crystals. No, it is my friend, Chris. He is one of my best friends. I've mentioned him on the show before. I think he's written into epilogue episodes. He is one of the sweetest, funniest, best people in the world that I know. 
And while I was starting death cleaning, he was starting to pack up all of his belongings to move back down south to live with his family for a bit. Mm, that's so sad. It's happening yeah. to so many New Yorkers now. Um, how can you pay the rent when you don't right. have a job because exactly. you lost your job due to COVID? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. When you're a fancy tour guide and there are no tours to give, like, you might as well leave the city and save some money on rent. Yeah. Um, it's a bummer, but I get it. And uh, luckily, he was doing a socially distanced goodbye tour on his way out of town. So I was able to wish him farewell and give him a little prezi. Take a listen. Hi. 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 We got you a present. Just you just gotta look. You don't need to read the card. Yeah. But just look at the the card is for when you're ready to cry. Chris's crystals. Some good vibes. Oh my god. There, there are like instructions on the inside of like what they mean. This is how like, you can begin like decorating your new home office. office. Oh, Joe Lenta, Chris's crystals. I, I mean, I love it, but I gotta mm-hmm. say, the only thing that would have made that handoff even sweeter was if they were simply called crystals. Get it? Oh, like if I said his like name is, if I spelled his name Chris Dash like Tulls. Yes, because his name's Chris. Get mm, it? Get wow. it? Wow. <laughs> That's a fucking missed opportunity, and I am sorry. I apologize to you, Kristen, and to you, Chris. Um, uh, but, but but that is actually a really sweet way to send yeah. somebody off, and oh, and I'm sorry you. you had to say goodbye to him. Yeah, I'm sad, but I'm happy that my crystals have a good home, and now when I look at like my crystals, I think about Chris and his Chris crystals, and I, I smile a little bit, so... At least there's that. Good, good. Yeah. And what did you do after that? After that, I did step four. And that is categorize, sort, and dispose. Mm-hmm. So I started out with my clothes because the book recommends starting there. And get this. I sort through my clothes and a few of Brad's and make a pile of stuff that no one wants and, like, isn't really good for reselling or donating. It's kind of garbage clothes. So I take those clothes, and I rip them up and make (gasps) some recycled yarn. And then, ba-ba-ba, I crocheted a fucking storage basket out of the recycled clothing yarn. Mm -hmm. No! Mm -hmm. Jolenta! Oh, my God. That's incredible. Jolenta! Wow. Thank you. I'm blown Thank away. You. I like to reuse fabric if I can. Um, and I know. So this basket I made now lives in the living room along with another basket that I already had. And each of the baskets are a catch-all for all of our living room work stuff that's been sort of floating around. Brad has the new one that I just crocheted, and we call it the Brad Skit. Oh, the Brad skit. Okay, that makes up for the lack of crystal. But thank you, I, thank I, you. I got to give that to you yeah. on every level, from the making of the basket to the naming of the basket. Thank you. That is five stars for you. Wow, five stars a right full there. Kristen five star. Don't know what it means, but I'm proud <laughs> and grateful. I'd like to thank the Kristen Academy. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And what did you do after that? Then so after that, I just kept doing number four, step number four, all over the house. I went and sorted, and you know, categorized and disposed of toiletries, linens, craft supplies, lots of dog clothes. And actually, while I was going through the dog clothes, I found an object that is pertaining to step six. 
that would be the things you just can't part with. Mm-hmm. So take a listen to this. Oh, God. What is that hideous sound of, of yeah. the little uh, demons of the world? What, so what is that sound? That's not a demon from hell. That is goatee. He's a goat dog toy. It's a little stuffed animal that makes that horrible sound when you squeeze it. It belonged to my old family dog. Uh, and he, he used to play with it when he went deaf because he could hear that horrible sound still. Um, and I love the memories of playing with that dumb goat and my dog, but I hate the sound. And I don't know why it's in with Frank's stuff because I'm never going to let him touch it or play with it ever. Mm. So what did you end up doing with it? So I decided Goaty is not a dog supply. He is a keepsake. He is something special to me that the dog will never touch. And so now he's chilling in my keepsake box, which I actually made when we lived by the life-changing magic of tidying up. Nice. I love it. I love it. I'm glad you love it because that is also where I ended my first week. Nice. And I very much want to hear about your first week of living by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. I want to know if it was deadly, if it was gentle, if it was Swedish. (laughs) Well, Jolenta, as usual, I went in order and I started with step one. And that's being mindful of timing course. And according to the book, we should be talking with loved ones if we're 65 or even younger. And mm-hmm. I decided since I'm even younger than 65. You do fall in that category. I do fall in that category. As do most of and, us. Yes. And so I decided to have a talk with my sister. I apologize. The recording is not great. Uh, but I wanted to talk with her about my Nana's wedding ring. This is um, something my granddad had made for my Nana. Uh about 80 years ago. Um, oh, wow. And it's very near and dear to me because, you know, it was actually made for Nana. It's not just something that was bought at a store. And even if it was bought at a store, I'm sure I would still like love it's it like it very extra much. Nana. Like it was hers and someone put so much thought about her into like crafting it. Yeah. And before she died, she said, please use it if you ever get married. Mm. And then when I got married, it is now my wedding ring. Right. I was going to say that's the ring you wear every day, right? The Yes. Yeah, it's it gorgeous. Is. And I love it. I love it too. And it's um, it's something that I don't want to have on my body when I'm cremated or buried. Mm. And so I talked with my sister about what should happen with this ring. And when I die before you, if I die before you, uh, Nana's wedding ring, can I have Dean send it to you so you can give it to the kids if I die before you? Yes, absolutely. Okay, good. Because I think it should go to some somebody who Nana knew and loved and she knew and loved your kids. Well, that's a nice thought, and I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Kristen, I love this. Trying not to cry. <laughs> and, like, these conversations are important, and they don't just pop up on their own. So I'm glad you, you like, did it. Yeah, I'm really glad I did, too. It, I mean, I think both she and I felt better afterward, and it was mm-hmm. really nice reminiscing about mm-hmm. my mom and my nana, too. So it, it was it was a good conversation. Um, what did you do next? Dean and I got our hands dirty with some good old step three. Yes. And that is starting with Storbridge. Yes. Yes. And as it so happens, we are those weird New Yorkers that Mm -hmm. actually have tons of storage. Do not hate us. Other New Yorkers listening, I'm sorry, but it is true. I know a few Uh, people like you. (laughs) You're monsters. We we are. We are monsters. Uh, We have a very large 
walk-in closet in our walk-in. building's basement that is a storage area that anywhere else in New York would be a toddler's bedroom. Yeah. We have a large walk-in storage closet in our actual apartment unit. Again, that could be a toddler's walk-in. bedroom. What is a yes. walk-in? <laughs> <laughs> we have closets in each of the bedrooms. We have a closet by the front door. And in addition to all of that storage, I am not proud to say we also have two very large, giant plastic storage bins that have just been sitting in our hallway since the day we moved in two years ago. Nope. No. I don't like that. Someone with that much storage should not have plastic storage bins out visible. I have no storage and my bins are under my bed. No, these are too big. They do not fit under a bed. Oh, They're no. giant bins. Oh, wow. So that's yes. a lot to deal with. Um, how yeah. how do you even start tackling all that storage? Uh, well, here's some audio so you can hear how we do that. <laughs> I totally get it. What is this stuff? Most of this stuff's not even ours. So those are dirty rubber gloves because I do bike maintenance with rubber gloves on. See, I have a bunch of rubber gloves. But um, What are all these other items? Um, that's my old Lego. That's your lawn darts. This is a pump for bicycles. There's some old sleds. A bike rack. Um, Moscello mosquito repellent refills. Um, a moving blanket that the movers forgot. An old light fixture that nobody wants. Oh, that sounds very overwhelming. Yeah, and you know... It, it was. I mean, this that was just the basement storage, too. That wasn't even before oh we got gosh, to the other that's stuff. that's not even in your unit. But I got to say, once we started going through things, it started to feel pretty good. You know, we ended up throwing away two giant hefty bags of stuff the last owner left behind. Oof. We also rearranged it so that the basement space now feels twice as big. Oh, so you can and just, like, fucking hang out in there now? Like, come on. <laughs> yes. I mean, we could we could actually set up a card table with chairs. No, you can have a little party space. room. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, we felt a real sense of accomplishment tackling the basement storage. And along the way, Dean and I came across some fun things, and he told me some fun stories. Hold on. So what is that? It looks like it's from Lord of the Rings. It is. It's a magic wand. Mum and Dad bought that for me many, many moons ago. When did your parents give this to you? On my 21st birthday. Oh. Back when I loved, absolutely loved, um... Lord of the Rings and Dungeons and Dragons and all those things. And in New Zealand, their 21st birthday is a big, like, birthday. Why? Because you've already been drinking for, like, 10 years by that point in New Zealand, right? I don't know. I mean, basically, you, quote, get the key to the house or whatever. Oh. Like, the gift you get when you turn 21 is a key. Really? Um, yes. Question, question in general. How does one get in and out of the house before one turns 21? I had the same question. Dean told me he just got a duplicate of a key he already had. straight symbolism here. Yes, yes. But that wand, it was covered in crystals, so it should also open all the doors, right, Jolenta? I mean, of course. That is clearly a magic (laughs) wand uh, entrusted with the power of crystals. Uh, moving on. I gotta say, I just love that both you and I have crystal encounters Yeah, I'm like, how did this happen? I understand how I have crystals involved, but you? I guess it's because you're married to, like, such a good guy who brings crystals into your life. Apparently so, yes. (laughs) Um, crystals aside, how did you finish up your first week living by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning? I ended with step four. That's categorize, sort, and dispose. 
Yes. And I figured this wouldn't be too hard, especially compared to the storage areas. Mm -hmm. After all, just three years ago, you and I did the life-changing magic of tidying up. Mm -hmm. Um, I I figured I couldn't have accumulated that much stuff since then, right? Totally. Yeah. Wrong. 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 I had piles and piles of books, mostly from our show. I had pairs of shoes (laughs) that had holes in them because you know me, I try to wear stuff out until it dies. Wear it until it falls off your body and then you keep it. Yes. (laughs) I had pamphlets from uh, the honeymoon Dean and I went on, brochures from every vacation, gift bags from all the conferences I attend each year, which last year was 20 conferences. That's Um, too many. And perhaps not surprising at all, I had two giant bags of items I brought home from work the day Panoply laid me off. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. the company that uh, a year and a half ago shuttered. Um, and I never looked at those bags Whoa. again that I brought home from Panoply. They were still sitting in bags. Yeah. Wow. There's some, if I remember correctly, there's also like some good stuff in those bags. Yeah. I mean, we're talking Golden Girls commemorative figurines. Right. Like there's like, we're talking, there are like good ass tchotchkes. Yes. There are lots of good things. What was it like looking at those? It was a little sad, but it also felt good. I came across over 30 cards from my teammates and direct reports. Some of them just thank you cards saying, thanks for being a good boss. Mm. And it comforted me to know that I'm still in touch with most of those people. I didn't need all of the cards because I have them in my life. Oh, I love that. So you're able to get rid of a lot of those items because you got the people you're keeping in your heart. Well... Not exactly. I didn't necessarily Mm, get rid of every uh item. (laughs) Um, But I'll explain more about that in week two. Of course. I knew it. I can't (laughs) wait to hear about it. But also, we need to take a break. Yes. But before we do, have you out there, have you lived by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning? Did it work for you? Share your story at facebook.com slash groups slash btbpod or at kristenandjolenta at gmail.com. Or leave us a voicemail for us to play. You can hit us up at 302-49-BOOKS. That's 302-492-6657. Some people like to deep clean every Saturday morning. I prefer to spend a few minutes every day keeping things fresh with Lysol. Lysol's brand new day toilet bowl cleaner disinfects both the toilet brush and bowl, killing 99.9% of viruses and bacteria with a fragrance that feels like a tropical getaway for your senses. (sighs) Don't just clean, Lysol clean. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, Jolenta, we talked about our first week of living by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. I want to hear now about your second week. How did it go? Okay, my second week started with step five. 
That is destroy and preserve. Mm -hmm. While I was sorting through some more tech stuff I had found, uh, I came across an old hard drive of mine, and I decided to plug it in. And I'll be honest, I was horrified by what I found. (laughs) Oh, my God. Now I need to know what you found. Of course, please send me that hard drive right now, my messenger. I need to see what is on that hard drive. First of all, it's also (laughs) just a huge old hard drive. It's like the size of like a large like hardcover book. It's like one of those old ones, you know? Whoa. There must be a lot on that. And I plug it in and there's literally a file called personal. And I'm like, (laughs) what's this? Click in it. And it's a fucking little trove of saved like dirty chats from over a decade ago that were sent between myself and a former friends with benefits that uh, isn't Brad. Oh, no. It's, oh my it God. is bad. No one ever <laughs> needs to see those things, including myself. Uh, I <laughs> clearly deleted them and then like went and washed my eyes because <laughs> truly one thing you never want to read, nor do you ever want anyone else in your life to read, even after you're dead, are words you've written about like a penis when you were 21. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah. What did you do after that? Oh, my God. Well, By the way, you didn't have to delete that. You could have just sent that to me. No. No. No one can know. <laughs> I'm just shocked, like, there weren't fucking pictures I saved of myself. Like, apparently, oh. I was ready to just, like, prime someone to blackmail me. God. God. So, <laughs> to rid my mind of that horrible trip down memory lane, I decided to go to step seven, just, like, some nice busy work. Uh, yes, that's keeping an organized home, which, by the way, you already started with by creating some baskets. Mm-hmm, right. And I also consider myself to be pretty organized. Like, yes, we have the work clutter and it's an issue, but I'm, I got my shit together for the most part. Brad, on the other hand, has trouble staying organized and keeping track of basically everything, um, especially now that our daily routines are kind of thrown off whack. You know, every day... Many times a day, I hear something like this. My earbuds are not with my case. Case. But you my earbuds. Do you have them both now? No. But no. you have them both in. Oh my god, they're in my ears. Wow, they're comfy. I found them. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Bye. Bye. Love you. Oh, love you too. You have your keys. Yeah. Wallet. Yeah. Phone. Easy. Yeah. What would I forget? I don't know. I have to use your head. Kristen, this issue is driving me nuts. It stresses me out. And every day, like I said, many times a day, Brad runs around the house basically yelling that he needs something like headphones or his keys or his wallet. All things he used to keep in his work bag are now just sort of floating aimlessly and like becoming a house-wide scavenger hunt. Ugh. God, that sounds maddening. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I'm not going to keep like collecting these things and doing scavenger hunts every day. I need to come up with a solution. So here is what I did. So ideally, I've collected things that we find everywhere that should live by the door. Mm -hmm. And they all have a place. What do you think? Look at this. So this is your tray. This is mine. Um... And then this is for change and mail because it's all dirty and I feel like dirty stuff can be together. Plus, like, who's using change and cash anyway so we can exactly. use different things for it. This looks so nice. And Look see, at it's all labels. Like, sunglasses, arrow, wallet, arrow, miscellaneous, 
So this is like a props a, table. It is a prop table. Yes, I have. I was a stage manager. Every item has a home. When it is not in use on stage, you should be able to point to where it is with your eyes closed on the props table. <laughs> if I ever hear, where are my headphones? Where are my keys? Oh, no, my wallet. I will point to the props table. If it's not there, that's on who? Me? Yeah, you're responsible for your own items. Ooh, I love it. All the world is a stage, and you mm-hmm. now have a props table for it. Jolenta, yeah. that is so good. I you love know, it. We're just merely players, but also <laughs> it actually helped. It helped. We know where stuff is way more often now, and it makes me happy. And basically, I'm just less stressed because throughout the day, I'm not hearing Brad be like, where's my wallet? Oh, God. I actually have to say, I think I've heard him say that in tapings where you're like, honey, stop yelling at me about your stuff. I'm in a well, taping. And like during <laughs> tapings, often he'll have to come into the office because like, oh, one of his AirPods, just one is in here, like in the desk somewhere. And it's like, oh, my God, put them in one place every day or I will lose my mind. <laughs> and what did you do after that? So after all of that organizing and uh, thinking about losing my mind, I was ready for a break. Uh, so I did a little combo of step two and step eight. Oh, that's asking for help and taking care of yourself. Right. So basically, I asked for help to do something to take care of myself. Yes. Explain. As you know, I have been sick. I think I said on a bonus episode recently that... um. The face rash I've had all last year turned out to actually be lupus. And um, beyond that, it's looking like I have a rare condition along with the lupus where my immune system is attacking my cartilage. Basically, translation, I'm a mess physically. I I am in, in pain. I'm on lots of medicine to sort of calm this all down. And part of this messiness has been losing my hair. It's, it's, um, it's not like falling out. It's just breaking off. Um, mm. But regardless, it's not fun to, like, have it all break off and also find, like, huge clumps of hair everywhere. So a while ago, I cut most of my hair off myself. But it's growing back. It's looking wild. And I kind of love the feeling of no hair right now. It's sort of a relief on, like, my sore head that has, like, some swelling Um, Mm -hmm. So to take care of my head some more, I asked Brad to help give me a proper buzz cut. And I was a little nervous at first. You know, it's a a little nerve-wracking to do, like, such a dramatic hair move. It feels sort of like pulling a Britney circa, what, 2006, 2007? (laughs) Um, Like, from the outside, it looks scary. Like, I even saw on, like, a video call with my therapist, like, she was shook when she saw me after we did it. But, like... Doing it reminded me that taking care of yourself and getting help doing it can can look like anything. It can look like a wild quarantine haircut. It can look like a bubble bath. Like, as long as it feels good to you and isn't hurting anyone else, it can, like, jar someone else. But as long as it's not hurting anyone else, like, who gives a shit? Yeah. You got to take care of you, Jolenta. And yeah. um, I, I got to say, I think you look terrific. And not that it's about my opinion here. It's how it feels to you. But I think you look great. I'll post like, you know, probably a heavily face-tuned photo on our Instagram. (laughs) So y'all can see. And Jolenta, what did you do after that? Well, after that, since I had Brad fresh out of my haircut, I finally got to step one and talked with him about some of the belongings we value and where we'd maybe want them to go after we pass on. 
like, if either of us die, mm-hmm. do you have anything super important that, like, you know, you want to make sure I give to Alexis or anything? Or, like, do I have anything super important that, like, you know, I want to make sure, like, my mom, like, if I die, like, I want my mom to get, like, special blankie and, and like, any jewelry that, like, used to be hers or, like, we have, like, matching pieces of if she wants it and so- Because that's the only stuff I have of value, really, is, like, jewelry. Yeah. And, like, I guess, like, you know, like, let Michelle pick a ring or whatever if I died or something. Like, I'd want you to have my Mike Trout card. (laughs) What, to just punish me for the rest of my life? Yeah, I'd want to make sure that that state is in in your life. I'm sorry, it's weird now that you mention it that I don't have, like... It's not weird. ...that many attachments to things where I feel strongly about what happens to them. I don't care. Yeah, I think that's probably a healthy outlook. You know, that conversation really just underlines the point that the author is trying to make, that these conversations don't have to be sad. Uh, death cleaning right. doesn't have to be morbid. It can be something that is playful, that, um, yeah, and even fun. Yeah, and and that really shows that, the conversation you and Brad had. I love that. that that's great. Well, thank you. Um, and that's where I ended my second week, too. So I'm glad, I'm glad it's wrapped up with a cute little Brad bow. <laughs> Kristen, enough about me. I desperately need to hear about your second week of living by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. Well, you may recall that in week one, I sorted through a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. here's the problem. In week two, I didn't know where to put it all. Uh, as you know, Jolenta, right. all the charity shops I'd usually donate my clothes to yeah. have been closed for months. All the city's composting has been shut down. There are no used bookstores open for me to get books to. Um, and while I was fine putting a few things on the curb, I didn't want to leave everything on a trash pile. So I hit up step two. That is ask for advice and enlist help. Yes. And for this step, I went to my online neighborhood group and I asked... Where can I drop off my compost Mm. now that the city has shut it all down? And did you get answers? Yes. uh, I was told I could leave books in, you know, those freestanding little free libraries that a lot of people have in front of their houses? Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of people in my neighborhood said, hey, just leave all of your books in our free libraries. Um, And it turns out there's even like a mapping system where people register them. So they're like, oh, just look on the map and you can leave your books there. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. So I gave away dozens and dozens of books. So one lucky person out there, you have an original version now of The Joy of Sex. Enjoy. Oh my Um, gosh, you gave that away? What is wrong? wrong with you that's like a conversation piece like out in my living room but okay sorry i shouldn't judge no no that's totally fine um i was also given permission to give things away on the neighborhood trade site again as long as i did it social distance style you know where i ring your doorbell i leave it in a paper bag and then i step 20 feet back and i wave at you like Mm -hmm. look that bag in front of your door that's for me that person who's picking up the bag has to like really put their faith in you that it's not like flaming dog poo a la yes old style sitcom. (laughs) Yes, yes, exactly. And then my friend Paul came through to let me do this. So, um, which way is the compost bin? It's right here. I can never figure out how to open it, but Oh, wow, we got lucky. Just kind of popped open there. Ooh, so many bugs. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I just dump it in here then. Yeah, right? go yeah. for it. I don't have you to put any... You guys know how composting works. Yeah. Give it a little... Yeah, give it a little push in there. Oh, my gosh, Kristen. So smart. So jealous. I might copy you and try to find someone to help me do a similar thing. 
it was really, it, it felt great. I felt like a weight was taken off my shoulders totally. doing all of these things. And I like to think that in unloading all those things, I was also putting into practice step seven, a.k.a keeping a tidy home. I very much agree because what's keeping your home untidy is like apparently just piles of shit you need to get rid of. So I consider (laughs) that very important in the tidying process in your home. Yes. Uh, What did you do after that? I did step six. And that is the things you cannot part with. What did you do with those things? Are they in a box? Are they in a bag? Are they in a giant plastic container, like out in the middle of a room somewhere? (laughs) Well, like you, I already have kind of a couple of keepsake boxes I put together during our Marie Kondo days. Classic. And um, those boxes include things like uh, notes that the social worker took when I was still with my foster family as a baby in Korea. I can't <gasps> read them. They're in Korean. Oh, my God. But I've never thrown them away. Um, there are old family photos. There's Nana's cookbooks. Um, there are some other things that I will never use, and I'm sure that nobody will ever want when I'm dead. But, you know, I, I took some time, and I looked through those keepsake boxes. And as I was doing that, I realized – hey, maybe some of these things don't just have to be in a box all the time. And before you know it, I was doing this. Um, I don't know if these look exactly the way Nana wanted them to look. Pretty dry looking. How big was this recipe again? It seems like a lot of cookies. (laughs) Three dozen? (laughs) Is that not right? There's only two of us, you know. (laughs) That's 18 each. But isn't it nice to try to at least, like, make one of Nana's recipes? It's mm. nice. It's like keeping Oh, it's her... fantastic. It is. It's like... And it was great to see her handwriting. Yeah. It's lovely. Yeah. It's a nice way to keep her memories alive in, in a happy way, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh. Oh, dry. Mm, it's a bit dry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who are you and what have you done with my friend Kristen? Because my friend Kristen does not cook or bake anything. But hold on. You were making Nana's famous oatmeal raisin cookies, the cookies that are the reason you yell at me about how oatmeal chocolate chips shouldn't be a thing? That is correct. That is correct. And they should not be a thing because oatmeal raisin cookies are king. And there is a reason why. It's because of Nana's famous oatmeal raisin cookies. I, I agree they're good. I I might need you to, like, scan that recipe and send it to me. Who knows? Okay. Well, I, I can put it up on um on our Instagram because it's Nana's. On social. Yeah, because it's Nana's handwriting, and it's really beautiful. Oh, everyone loves a good handwriting. Yeah, especially especially a Nana handwriting. That's like a oh, whole different era of handwriting. It really yeah. is. <laughs> I, I still need help reading cards from my grandma. Read the fine print where she says, P.S., this is my phone number. You can call, you know. <laughs> Literally, that was on my birthday card I got this month. Like, so passive-aggressive, so beautiful. So total digression. This is what people mean when they say Jolenta interrupts too much. But, you know, it's a funny story about myself during your time. (laughs) Kristen. I love it. I need to shut up and ask you, what did you do next? I did a combination of step five and step eight. Okay, so step eight is take care of yourself, but step five is destroy and preserve. Did you destroy or preserve yourself? (laughs) Honestly, I wasn't really sure what I should be preserving or destroying because uh, while I believe we should all be able to die with our secrets, I wasn't sure which of my secrets were really that bad. 
So <laughs> I called up my friend Lila and we put on our masks and we did a social distance walk. That, you know, those kinds of walks that all New Yorkers yeah. take where you're like six or seven feet apart from each other. Yeah, yeah. The ones I walk through when I walk by myself. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I asked her advice. I mean, I don't know if there's anything that I would be scandalized if they, I mean, what, what's the most scandalous thing I have? There's probably like some sexy emails or correspondence with like boyfriend's past or something. I mean, but so I, I mean, if someone saw those, does it really matter? Because then they just know that you have like a legacy of people writing you sexy things. Like, kind of a nice thing. <laughs> That's really sweet. And also, let's be real. No one's going to read those emails. No anyway. one's going to read those emails. How <laughs> no. many emails are there? Like a billion. No one's going through them. No one's going to want to read all of them. But I do like your idea of like. It leaves behind a legacy of, like, here's a woman who was loved at one point. Yeah. That's nice. By multiple people. That is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's really nice. I got to say, I just love what Lila said there to me, that any love letters or photos or anything else that might be incriminating, well, it's just proof that I was loved. And while I couldn't hug her on our walk, spending time with her and her wisdom, it really made me feel like the ultimate version of taking care of myself. Oh, totally. Yes, yes. Like, being around anyone that isn't someone you're quarantined with is, like, very much taking care of yourself right now. As long <laughs> yes. as it's socially distanced and healthy, then you're taking care. Yes, I, I absolutely. Keep your that. distance. Yes. And I love what she <laughs> says. I think I'm just too insecure where it's, like, even if it's proof I was loved, I don't want to be one of those, like, stories about, like, you know what we found when Granny died? Like, turns out she was a, <laughs> a, a like, sex fiend with really bad typos. Like, boo. <laughs> You know, <laughs> well, we were all 21 once, weren't we? Weren't we all? I I love it. I'm s- assuming that's where you ended your second week. And before we get to like how much you love preparing for death, let's take a break. <laughs> yes, let's let's take a break um, because it's not quite verdict time. It's True. break time. But first, we want to hear from you. Reminder, right. listeners, have you lived by the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning. Share your story with us. You can hit us up at kristinangelenta at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Instagram at bythebookpod or even leave us a voicemail with your thoughts. Call us at 302-49-BOOKS and maybe you'll hear your sweet, sweet voice on our mini episode. That's 302-492-6657. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle, because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory-smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider, and also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your Crave. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with SiriusXM's Listen Next program, presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with SiriusXM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Okay, Jolenta, it's time to get down to business. Did the gentle art of Swedish death cleaning actually work? 
would we recommend it? Do I feel clean to death? I don't know. <laughs> Kristen, look, upon first glance, I clearly was not sure about this book. Yes, I love tidying, but as we all know, I'm a little skittish when it comes to books about preparing for death, because who the fuck wants to think about that except Kristen for some reason, because she's so well-adjusted. <laughs> also, I'm not going to lie, I expected to very much not like the author. Like, I don't know. I felt like I was getting, I was like ready to get talked down to by like a gentle Swedish woman. <laughs> and like, she definitely does read a bit out of touch and not quite grounded in like the real world I feel I live in, you know? And at times like her advice is pretty heavily embedded in like long stories about elitist things that are hard to relate to, like sailing around or just generally owning anything of like real value. Uh but, oh, you're talking about that yacht? Like, yeah. what do you do with your yacht? I yeah. just don't know what to do. I like yeah. the yacht memories. And I'm like, this is never a problem I will have. And like, honestly, I feel like I can't relate to you right now. Um, <laughs> but to be honest, in the end, her sense of humor and just the underlying message did win me over eventually. Uh, the way she actually structures how to attack the cleaning process really made sense to me. Um, and I love that unlike Marie Kondo's tidying book, it doesn't involve like taking huge chunks of time, like days out of your life to dump everything in the floor at once. This book is more practical. It gives you advice about how to go at your own pace, uh, advice about creating your own categories for your belongings that make sense with your life and not the other way around. Uh, like again, Marie Kondo's book. And once I made my death cleaning changes, my life was nicer. Like, I have fun putting my keys in their little labeled spot. I like knowing that, like, some of my overflow crystals are in a loving home with Chris. And, like, <laughs> it even warmed my heart just to hear Brad think about what to do with my, like, children's book collection if I die. And, like, that's even a thing he's thought about. Like, was weirdly heartwarming. So... I guess I like this book. It was sort of nice and calming to focus on during such such sort of weird, amorphous times. And uh, I guess I liked it. I guess I recommend the book. Excellent. Good. How about you? I really love this book, too. I shock, loved shock, it. shock. <laughs> it was short. We didn't even mention how short it is. It was oh, short. Oh, it was a delightfully it's, short read. Yeah. It's sweet. It has cute little illustrations. It's written in a friendly tone. And it had the best things about the art of dying well and the life-changing magic of tidying mm. up kind of like rolled into one. True. And I also think it's that kind of book that you can keep around and revisit, you know, at least once a year or a couple of times a mm -hmm. year and just page through. It, it's that kind of book. It's totally. not one that you're you're one and done with. Right. I think the way she approaches things is kind of ongoing. Yeah. So I really like age, that about the book too. More things might apply or like ring true. Yes, yes. Um, I do have to say, though, I, I share your criticism about certain things being completely out of touch and completely yeah. wealthy. Um, yeah. This, Like, what am I going to do with my sailboat? I already mentioned that. But there are other things, you know, that Well, it's not just they have a sailboat. They, like, decided to just go live on a boat for a while because, like, people can do that. Yes, yes. So there are definitely things here that are completely out of touch. And I think most Americans probably would not – uh, be able to relate to. Most working class people wouldn't be able to relate to some of these mm. things. Um, but, you know, she does come across very strong when she's talking about things like family photos and what do you, what do, you do with your dining room table? Those right. things. All I think the normal all things to. we all encounter. Yes, yes. And um, like you, I thought it was really sweet that it was upbeat and that it was practical. 
It got me and Dean to face some messes we were in denial about. You don't know, don't know how you the, could be in denial about like large plastic bins in plain sight, but sure. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we just. I mean, every time I saw those plastic bins, I was disgusted with them, and no. yet we didn't do anything until this book. And I, I hate kudos to say to it, the like, book. yeah. So kudos to the book for that. Kudos to the book for helping us realize that this giant storage area in our basement was filled with all these things that weren't even ours. I mean, yeah, like literally not even your clutter. Yeah, and so I mean, we, we really appreciate this book for helping us to tackle those things and to do it in you know in a way that allowed me to connect with people that I love. I got to connect mm-hmm. with my sister. I got to connect with my friend Lila with my friend Paul and with all of my neighbors who I got to, you know, use their little free libraries and so on. So it didn't feel like a lonely experience. And I think a lot of people, when they think about death, they think, what a sad, lonely topic. solitary reflection. And it's like, no, you're out. You were literally out and about like communing with the world. So yeah, long story short, I recommend this book. It made my life better. I think it will make anyone else's life better who reads it. Um, Definitely giving this an outstanding verdict. Wow. There you have it. We pretty much hardcore agree on this one. And that's it for this episode of Buy the Book. Huge thanks to our fabulous production team at Stitcher, our producer, Daisy Rosario, our engineer, Andy Christens, and our chief content officer, Chris Bannon. Thanks also to Nate Wyda, who composed our theme song, and to the Rizzos, who performed this version of it. Please stay in touch, too. Let us know if you've read The Gentle Art of Swedish Death Cleaning. We want to hear your thoughts. Did it work for you? Did it not work for you? Share with us, and maybe you'll hear your words on a mini-episode. Our email is kristinandjolenta at gmail.com. Don't forget you can tweet at us at ByTheBookPod, at Jolenta G, and at Kristen Meinzer. Or, again, leave us a hot, hot voicemail at 302-49-BOOKS. Kristen, what's that regular number? That would be 302-492-6657. Also, please rate us and review us in Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. It helps other people find the show. And if you haven't already, tell a friend about the show. Tell somebody who you want to talk about death cleaning with about the show. Uh, Tell a Swedish person about this show. Yeah, tell somebody who you're social distancing with but thinking about every day. Until next time, I'm Jalenta Greenberg. And I'm Krista Meinzer. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Did they ever talk about Swedish meatballs in this book? Because they really should have. I love a Swedish meatball. Stitcher. Meet the next generation of podcast stars with Sirius XM's Listen Next program presented by State Farm. As part of their mission to help voices be heard, State Farm teamed up with Sirius XM to uplift diverse and emerging creators. Tune in to Stars and Stars with Isa as host Isa Nakazawa dives into birth charts of her celeb guests. This is just the start of a new wave of podcasting. Visit statefarm.com to find out how we can help prepare for your future. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.